Good morning. Well, I should say Merry Christmas, too. Hope you all had a, a very Merry Christmas. We're not done. Uh, it should be a Merry Christmas for us as believers in Jesus, 365 days a year. So, uh, Merry Christmas to you. I really didn't know what to say to you, how to greet you this morning. If I, I, Of course, good morning. And I didn't know if I should say Merry Christmas or Happy New Year because we are very close uh, to 2019 coming to an end and the new year is just a few days away. But I have the privilege this morning uh, to fill in for our senior pastor, uh, Brother Dwayne. He is uh, visiting family in Oklahoma, um, which is very important, okay? So if any of y'all have a problem with him being gone again, you can come see me after church. Uh, because family is very, very important, and I'm glad he is taking this time uh, to go be with his family. <clears throat> the whole month long, we have been uh, hearing about the Christmas story, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And here at Dorsville, uh, Brother Dwayne has tied a Christmas song to the messages week after week. And so I had, um, I had this title worked out in my head as to what I was going to uh, preach on a long time ago. And it was at uh, Judgment House. Brother Dwayne was asking me, he said, so what do you think you're going to preach on on the 29th? And I'm like, I already know. He's like, oh yeah, what's that? And I said, well, you saw the title up here. It said, from shepherds to kings and everyone in between. And he's like, ooh, I like that. He said, I may, may have to steal that I told him, I said, you can take it if you want to. But anyway, he said, well, what song will we get to go with it? And I said, well, how about go tell it on the mountain? And so we've heard the story all month long about Jesus, about his birth, about how much God loves us, so much so that he sent his son to this earth for you and for me. We, we've heard about it all month long. And we're going to hear about it again today. I'm going back. I'm going to Luke. If you have your Bibles with you, you can go ahead and start turning there. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to start in verse 8. And we're going to hear about the shepherds. Um, if you will, just put the message title up there. If you can do that on the screen. We're going to hear about the shepherds and how God used them. And then we're going to hear about the kings and how God used them to spread the good news. And then we're going to hear from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 33 years later, after his birth, and about what he tells everyone in between. What he tells you and me. We represent the everyone in between. So this message title this morning is From Shepherds to Kings and Everyone. Uh, in between. <clears throat> Luke chapter 2. This blue light's messing with my... Can you see that? My highlighter looks like it's glowing. 
Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. In the same region it says shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and it says, and they were terrified. The shepherds are doing their normal nightly routine. They're out in the fields. They're keeping watch over the flock at night. They're out there to protect the sheep. And then the next thing you know, an angel of the Lord just appears. And it says that the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And you know, when we hear the Christmas story, I think sometimes we, we rush through it. I can remember when my grandfather on Christmas Eve would get the Bible out and would read the Christmas story. and He would start at the beginning and go to the end. He would never pause and, and really talk about some of the details here. But the, the shepherds were doing their normal thing. They were out in the fields and they were watching the flock and the next thing you know, an angel of the Lord appears before them. And anything we've ever read or heard about angels, they are magnificent. They are beautiful. They, it, it's just, there's not words that we can use to describe what the shepherds got to see. The word tells us that not only did they see the angel of the Lord, but they also saw the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord was shining all around them. And the last time I shared this, down at New Burnside, I told them, I said, the shepherds were there watching their flocks at night. Their nighttime became day. When the glory of God was shining around them, it became so bright and magnificent. They were terrified, it says. It says that the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and it says they were terrified. And I have this visual that they hit the ground. Face first, face in the dirt. They don't know what in the world's happening. And what does the angel say? But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. For look, I think the angel's having to get the shepherd's attention and saying, Guys, look up here. I bring you good news. The angel says, I bring you good news. For I proclaim to you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Pause. Time out. Today, I have the privilege to share with you the same good news that the angel of the Lord shared with the shepherds. And guys, I want you to know something today. Not only do I have that privilege, but each and every one of you have that privilege to share the good news that the angel shared with the shepherds. He says, I proclaim to you Good news of great joy that will be for who? All the people. Not just a select group, but for all the people, he says. Today, a Savior, who is Messiah, the Lord, was born 
for you in the city of David. And he, he goes on and he says, And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. And it says there in verse 13, And then suddenly, suddenly there was a multitude of a heavenly host. There was an army of angels. Guys, get your head around it this morning. The shepherds are out there doing their normal thing. The next thing you know, an angel of the Lord appears. The glory of the Lord is shining all around them. Good news is proclaimed to them about the Messiah. And then an army of angels appears. An army of angels appears in the, in the, uh, to the shepherds in the fields at night. And they say, glory to God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. And then it goes on in verse 15. It says, and when the angels had left them. And had returned to heaven. The shepherds said to one another. Let's go straight to Bethlehem. And see what has happened. Which the Lord has made known to us. And then there in verse 16 it says. So they hurried off. They hurried off. And I told our Sunday school class. We were sharing this a couple weeks. The last. Well yeah a couple weeks ago. And I told our Sunday school class. You know. Some things you read about where it says they hurried off was a sign of the shepherd's obedience to God. But I think when it says they hurried off, I think it means they was racing each other to try to find what the angel of the Lord had told them had happened. They were in a hurry. They wanted to see it. They wanted to see for themselves what had happened. And so it says they hurried off and they found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. And then verse 17 says, And after seeing them, they, the shepherds, they reported the message they were told about this child. They come to the place where the baby has been born. And there's Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the feeding trough just as the angel of the Lord told them they would find. And the shepherds started to report everything that had just happened in the field. They told Mary and they told Joseph and anyone else who may have been there at that moment Everything that just took place in the fields, everything that the angel of the Lord had told them, the shepherds were telling Mary and Joseph. And it says that all who heard it, all who heard the shepherds' story uh, of what had just taken place in the in the fields. Uh, all that had heard it were amazed, they said. They were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But verse 19, it says, and I love this part. 
Mary treasured it all up in her heart. She pondered on it. I love that part of the story. Why? Because sometime later, she would get with Matthew, and she would have a, a time of conversation with Luke, and she would tell the story, and they would record it, and today I would be able to share it with you, because Mary was treasuring it all up and taking it all in. But the part I want you to get today, remember the message title, Shepherds from shepherds to kings and everyone in between. God used the shepherds. Now, a little tidbit about shepherds is they were the lowest of all society back in that day. Nobody really cared for the shepherds. It's said that they couldn't trust the shepherds. In fact, society back then, the Jewish leaders, whoever it may have been, said you guys are only good enough to watch the sheep at night. God comes along. This is the part. I'm telling you, I love this story about the shepherds. When society says you're no good for nothing other than keeping the sheep at night, protecting them from uh, uh, being eaten or stolen, God comes along and says, oh no, you're good for way more than that. God says, I love you. When society shuns you and says you're no good for nothing, God comes along and says, oh yes you are. God says, I want to use you. God used the shepherds in a mighty way. The shepherds were the first to proclaim the good news of Jesus' birth. The Messiah coming to this earth. God loved the shepherds. And this is our first example for you and me today. Wherever you classify yourself, wherever you put yourself in today's society, if you're down there with the shepherds, you need to hear it today. God loves you. And he wants you to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. We've heard all about it this month. After Thanksgiving, buddy, we put the trees up. And we put the nativity scenes out in the yard and in our houses. And we decorate our houses and do all that thing. We do it for a month. But we are to proclaim all that we've heard about in church for this whole month. 365 days out of the year. We are to proclaim the good news. My song was Go Tell It on the Mountain. We are to find our mountain and we are to go and we are to tell what we know about Jesus Christ. It's our job. No one is exempt. We're going to hear here in just a minute how God used kings to share the good news. But the shepherds reported everything that they were told and everyone they came into contact with, they shared this amazing story. And then in verse 20 it says that the shepherds returned 
I'm assuming to their fields, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. I was talking to Brother Dwayne one day about this. We was going to have breakfast. And I said, you know, the shepherds didn't just tell the story that night. The shepherds couldn't shut up about what had happened to them. And Brother Dwayne, he's over there and says, oh yeah. They were telling their grandkids that story. Hello? You got any grandkids? How about kids? Nieces, nephews? We are to be telling this story. God used the shepherds in a mighty way. And brothers and sisters, he wants to use you and me as well. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to hear about the wise men. My Bible's title, it says, Wise Men Seek the King. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Wise men from the east, they arrived unexpectedly, and I have heard, I've read that this wasn't just three. In our nativity scenes, we put out there, like on our front yard out there, there's three kings. There was probably way more than that showing up in Jerusalem. Unexpected, unexpectedly. Surprised, we're here. We're here to worship. The one who was born king of the Jews. They announced the news of this newborn king. For we saw his star. At the precise moment Jesus Christ was born. A star began to shine. Unlike any other. When the angel of the Lord is in the fields with the shepherds, that star shining. While the angels in the field with the shepherds, the wise men are gazing at an amazing star. When that happened, they knew something miraculous had come to this earth. Something wonderful and amazing had come to the earth, so much so that they had to come and find the one who has been born king of the Jews. We saw his star and we have come. To worship him, they said. Then in verse 3 it says, When King Herod uh, heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled the chief priests and the scribes and of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem, they told him, because this is what is written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are no means least among the leaders of Judah. Because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people, Israel. 
Then in verse 7 it says, Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. Now we know he did not want to do that. We're not going there this morning, but we know he didn't want to go worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was. There it was, the star that they had seen in the east, and it led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. My whole life long, I thought, stable, you know, kind of shaped like this. Mary and Joseph, baby in the middle. A donkey, a cow, a couple sheep, a shepherd. Three kings, a shepherd boy. That's what I had pictured. But as we've learned, we heard Brother Dwayne, I think it would say, uh, say this month, it was anything but a silent night as we sing this time of year. You know, uh, the wise men weren't even there the night he was born. It was some year and a half, perhaps closer to two, you know, uh, before the wise men even made it to Jesus. On that night, the same night that the angel of the Lord in the field that star began to shine and it spoke to the wise men something has come to this earth that is wonderful so much so that they had to go seeking who it was the star that they had seen in the east appeared to them again. And it says here that it led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. You know, I'm thinking, we're all thinking, the star, and we've been told the star would move. It would lead them. The more I got to thinking about this star, I'm thinking God can do whatever he wants to do with the stars. God can make it come down and shine right on top of Gary's head. And that star, when he was born, was shining and it was showing the shepherds where they needed to go. And the same star has now appeared to the wise men and is leading them to where Jesus, the boy, is at. There are a lot of details in the birth uh, of, of our Lord and Savior that we kind of skip through. We have to fill in some blanks. But this is an amazing thing. And they were overjoyed, it says. The wise men, the kings, the magi, whatever your Bible calls them, they were overjoyed when they saw the star again. It says here, entering in the house, they saw the child 
with Mary, his mother. And what they did? They fell to their knees and they worshipped. They fell to their knees and they worshipped. And boy, I tell you, as I, I think about the, the shepherds and I think about the kings, their lives, when uh, having these moments, these God moments in their lives, their lives would never be the same. The wise men, the kings, they fell down and they worshipped at a boy's feet. Somehow, the details aren't here, but somehow they knew he was the Messiah. And they fell down. Perhaps an angel appeared to them. We don't know. It's not in the word. But somehow they knew who he was. And they fell down on their knees and they worshipped him. And then... What they do, they opened their treasures and they presented him with gold and frankincense and myrrh. You know, we analyze to death the gifts. We hear that these were gifts that a king would have. So it makes sense that kings would bring it. And it also makes sense that they would offer these types of precious gifts to a king. Recognizing that Jesus is a newborn king. So they brought him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But here's something I think. It's not in here. But it's what I think. God made provision. For the young Mary and Joseph and his son, Jesus. Gold and frankincense and myrrh were all valuable things. And Joseph and Mary were not the wealthiest of people. The last time I shared this, I mentioned I remember when Christy and I had just gotten married. And when we had our first baby, I can remember thinking, oh, please let Grandma Jenny bring us some more diapers. <laughs> because diapers are expensive. And we didn't have a lot of money. We still don't. But here's the thing. I believe just as God made provisions through Grandma Jenny with diapers, God made provisions for His Son through the three kings. God can do what He wants to do. He can make a star move he can make shepherds testify. God can do what he wants. And it says, verse 12, And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, the wise men, the kings, the magi, whatever you want to call them, they returned to their own country by another route. God used shepherds to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. God used kings to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And I love the contrast of the two. 
Shepherds are the lowest in all society. And the kings are the highest in all of society. Kings, buddy, they think they can just throw money in the plate and they're somehow going to gain favor with God. God says, uh-uh. I don't want your money. I don't want your gold. I don't want your uh, precious things. What I want is for you to proclaim the good news, wise men. And wise men that are here and women in Dorsville this morning, God wants us to proclaim this same good news. And if we don't, shame on us. We are to proclaim it. We are to be proud of it. We are to tell people, I want you to hear about this miraculous thing called God's love. And it, it came down in the form of a baby. It was born of a virgin. He led a sinless life. He started a ministry. And then he was tried and crucified. And placed in a tomb. Rose up. Defeated death on the third day. And has stuck around for about 40 days. After his resurrection. Sharing the good news of the kingdom of God with the disciples and others. And then, he ascended to sit at the right hand of our Father God, to intercede for you and for me. And one day, he's going to return. Now that's the story that we're supposed to be telling. You see, the shepherds only had a portion. The shepherds only had what had been revealed to them in the fields. Brothers and sisters, we got the whole thing. We've got the whole story. It's all right here, and it's the truth. Man, I tell you what, 2019 is just about gone. And that's where it needs to stay, gone, in the past. We need to be looking forward to 2020 and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. This is also an election year. Some of you all are going to waste a lot of time and thought on this election. I want to encourage you today to take that time that you would spend on that election sharing the gospel of Jesus. No matter who's elected president of this land, they will not be able to do what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can do for me. We have good news. The shepherds were told by the angel of the Lord, I have good news for you. 
The star revealed it to the wise men. And brothers and sisters, we have it right here. It's good. It is good news, and we are to be proclaiming it. And I want you to listen to what your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, says. The title of the message is From Shepherds to Kings, How God Has Used the lowest of all society to the highest and how he wants to use everyone in between. That is us. And this is what Jesus says to you and me. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Known as the Great Commission. I call it the Great Command. Jesus says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And verse 20, teaching them, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And then he goes on and he says, and remember... I am with you always to the end of the age. Right before our Lord and Savior, 33 years after birth, right before he ascends to the Father, he shares this with the disciples. It's not just for them, but it's for every one of us in here that proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord of our life. Do you believe that? God used shepherds to proclaim the good news. And God used kings to proclaim the good news. And God wants to use you and me to proclaim the good news. Are you going to do that in 2020? Our Sunday school lesson this morning in our Sunday school class was about this new year. And how Paul told us we should set our sights on the goal, the finish line. That is to be in the presence of the Lord one day when we die. And, and Paul was encouraging us to stay focused on the Lord, Jesus Christ. And today I want to encourage you and myself in 2020 to stay focused way more on the Lord than I was in 2019. As Christians, we are to be growing. We are to be growing. We are to, to be maturing in the Lord. We are to be uh, more like Him as we grow older, right? So 2019, whatever it had there, needs to stay there. Paul would encourage you today. I want to encourage you today. And our Lord and Savior would say, stay focused. Stay focused on me. And he, would, he tells us right here, I love it. Verse 19, verse wor first word in verse 19, go. Two-letter word, go. And then you look at the first half of the, of the first word in verse 20. It says teach. Go and teach. 
Go and teach. Go and preach. Go and tell. Go tell what you know about me on your mountain, whatever it may look like. A couple of weeks ago, I shared this story, this message with New Burnside Baptist Church. And Christy and I made the attendance that day 10. They had eight of their 14 members present, which is a way better percentage than what we have here at Dorset. And if you've ever been to New Burnside Church, they kind of set up on a hill overlooking New Burnside. And out in front of the church, they've got this great big bell. And the handle on it, it looks like it's almost rotten. And anyway, I, I asked the members of the church, I said, does your bell work? Well, they kind of looked around at each other and yeah, we think. I said, well, y'all need to make some noise. You need to ring the bell. Why? Because you have good news to share with New Burnside. Well, Dorisville, in 2020, this church needs to make more noise than any other church in Saline County. I'm not kidding. We need to make noise. We need to be shouting this good news that we have. Thousands of people around us are lost and are going to hell because we're not sharing the good news of Christ. We should have Christ-like compassion for those who we know are hellbound. Guys, we have good news. It's the same news that the angel shared when Jesus was born. It's the same news. And it's good. And when we share it, great joy comes from it. The, chef, the angel says, I bring you good news of great joy. For unto you this night, a Savior, the Messiah, who, let me read it again. I proclaim, the angel says, to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, a Savior who is Messiah, the Lord, was born for you. The lyrics to Go Tell It on the Mountain. Go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching over silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth.
Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Down in a lonely manger, our humble Christ was born. And God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morning. That's a story worth telling. For God so loved you and me. I like to envision the shepherds telling it that way. They were the first ones that got to share something that sounded like John 3.16. They would come into contact with someone and they would say, God loves us. He loves us so much and he loves you. How do we know? Because he sent his son, his one and only son, for you, for all mankind, the angel said. And if you believe that, you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. Isn't that good news? We need to be sharing this good news, my brothers and my sisters. Wherever we may go. Now here's some more good news. We're getting out early today. Now somebody, somebody really appreciates it. That's my Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's present to you. If you're here today and you've never had a point in your life where you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord... There's always what we call a time of invitation. And we'll have that here in just a minute. David will be up here and he will lead us through a song. And if you're here today and you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'd be glad to pray with you. You know, at the end of a, of a year, and right just a few days before a new year, beginning of a new year, I think it's an awesome time to say, you know what, God, I've not been the kind of Christian I'm supposed to be. I've not been the kind of follower of you, Lord, that I'm supposed to be. And, you know, that moment happened for me back in 2012. And I chose to rededicate my life to serving the Lord. And boy, it's been a wild ride ever since. But if you're here today and you think back about oh, over these last over this last year, 2019 and years before that, perhaps maybe you've not been the kind of follower that the Lord wants you to be. I would encourage you to rededicate your life to serving him. I can tell you one thing. There's joy that comes from it. There's joy that comes from it. You find yourself doing things you'd never do. 
you're here and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, in just a minute we're going to, I'm going to pray. We'll have a song and I'll invite you to come down. Perhaps you want to, as I've mentioned, rededicate your life. And maybe you've been visiting Dorsville for a while. We'd love to have you here as a member. I'd be glad to pray with you if you would like to make that decision as well. Guys, I can't stress enough this morning. That we have good news to share with the world. And we need to be in a good place spiritually to be able to do that. So if you need to make a decision here in just a moment, you make that decision today. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this time to be able to share. To share just a a portion of the wonderful story of the birth of your Son, our Savior. Father, I thank you for showing us today how it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the lowest in all society or the highest in all society. You want to use us. Father, we thank you for that message. And Father, now I pray that if there's anyone here that needs to make a decision to follow your Son, Jesus, our Savior, that they do so today. Good time to do it. Right here at the beginning of a new year. Anyone needs to make a decision to rededicate, Father, you speak to them. Speak to their hearts and their minds. If they don't want to come down front today, have them talk to Brother Dwayne or David or Brent in the days to come. Help us to, to, to look forward to 2020. Help us to look forward to this new year and all the opportunities you put in front of us to share the good news of Jesus. Father, we love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen.